been studying for the last two weeks on sin and, and, and God really directed me to do this. I, uh, I'm not one that I, I know from week to week what I'm going to preach. I don't uh, usually know until just right before a service exactly what I'm going to preach. But God's been talking to me and, and I, I think God wants to open our understanding of what is happening. And as I begin to look at this lesson today and and begin to look at the things that are identified in, as sin and, and, and sin, the effect of sin in our life. Uh, you know, it became so apparent to me why it's so important for us to understand this because if I look around and I see the, the things that are rampant around us, the turmoil that are in so many people's lives and the trouble that people are facing, the trouble that people get in, the things that hang over people's head for for many, many years after they engage in these things, I, I, I see the effect of sin. And I believe today that God would, uh, good, would uh, speak to our hearts and have us come to an understanding of what we are up against. And I hope that this lessons, these lessons are a benefit to you. You know, uh, I, I thought about that and I thought that, you know, a lot of times people, uh, you know, they, they don't want to, uh, they, a lot of folks don't want to know because they feel like they're not responsible for what they don't know. But God has given us his word and the Lord wants to put us in a position of responsibility for the decisions that we make in our life. And it's so important. I, you know, I, I thought about the scriptures that talk of heaven. They speak of heaven and they say that nothing will defile it. No sin will enter there. Hallelujah. No sin will enter into heaven. Now, if I was to take a survey today, and there may be some people in this room that don't have enough understanding to have a cultivated a desire to go to heaven, and they might not raise their hand, but I believe, I believe that if I'm uh, just a, uh, and casually speaking in numbers that 99 and 9 tenths of percent of the people in this room today would raise their hand that they do want to go to heaven. Hallelujah. That being said, if you knew that sin would keep you out of heaven, hallelujah, then it becomes important for us to know and to be able to recognize sin when it's becoming a part of our life. Hallelujah. You know, if I today, if I could sit here and say to you, well, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if your little finger tingles a certain way and you have a pain right here, you're having a stroke, right? If I was to give you some specific uh, symptoms and say, if this little left right, right, right finger here tingles and, and you have a pain right here, you're having a stroke, you know, I'll guarantee you that you would take that if, if it was medically sound advice, you would take that and, and if you ever felt anything like that, you'd be jumping up and down and running around saying, oh, take me to the hospital, I'm having a stroke. Well, the Lord has given us this message and he's given us his word and he's given us these warnings to say, this is how you know when sin is taking over your life. So let's take the symptoms and let's say, oh God, I need, to, I need to find myself a place to seek your face because I see the symptoms of sin 
Hallelujah. The symptoms of sin. The scriptures that I've been reading, uh, and, and I'm just going to read them briefly and not to talk a lot about them today that, that introduce, introduce this subject. In Romans 8, uh, 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and in 1 John, the uh, second chapter, <clears throat> the 16th verse, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Hallelujah. And in James, James the first chapter, uh, the, the 15th, uh, 14th verse, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Hallelujah. Now, I, we've talked a lot about in the last few weeks about lust and, and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and, and the pride of life. We've not talked that much about pride. And so I'm, I'm just going to spend just a few moments today and talk to you a little bit about what, I, what we need to understand about pride. You see, pride is something that is very contrary to the nature of God. In Proverbs, the, the 16th chapter, the 18th verse, it says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Better is it to be a humble spirit with, with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I, I, I was thinking about what pride does for us. Pride justifies our decisions that we make. Pride deceives us. You see, pride would say, well, okay, I can identify these things that are right about me. I can identify these things that are good about me. And so therefore I focus on those things and I assume that everything else is okay. But I want to tell you today that pride would keep you from humbly coming before God and finding out and allowing him to speak into your life and make those necessary corrections. Hallelujah, to be holy. Hallelujah, to be pure before him. There's, a, there's some scripture in, in Proverbs, the 16th chapter, and, and it starts in the 16th verse. And, and, and this has always been, a, a, some of you will remember, some of you that have a, a history that's similar to mine will remember this occasion. We had a brother that come and, and preached on these uh, uh, scriptures one time, and I think he preached probably about five or six hours on these scriptures. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of material here. Uh, uh, some of you do remember that, I believe. I see you smiling. Uh, but these scriptures have always stuck out in my mind and, and, and been highlighted to me because, uh, you know, I, I want to tell you that it begins with a very serious statement of recognition. It says, these six things doth the Lord hate. What did that say? These six things doth the Lord hate. I think it's important to know that. You know, you know, you, you, you men, you know, if, if your wife hates for you to leave the towel laying in a certain place and, you know, in the bathroom floor, or you, you ladies know if, you, if, if your husband hates for you uh, to leave the car without gas, 
You know, it's important to know those things because it creates contention. And I know that's just light compared to something that God would hate because if God hates it, I don't want to be in contention with God. I don't want to be in difference with Him. I want to find out the things that He hates. And, and it says, these things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. It's an abomination unto God. It makes God sick, these six and seven things, the things that God just really does not like. He despises them. He hates them. The very first one, a proud look. A proud look. A look that says, hey, I got it together. I'm all right and you aren't. A proud look. Now, the, the scripture goes on, and I'm not going to preach on all these things today. I'm going to read it because I've already introduced it. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deviseth wicked imagination, feet that are swift to run into mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. You could preach uh, for days on each of those items because those are things that, and we're going to see a little bit of those things that are going to come back up here later in this message today. But I want to tell you today that I think it is very important that we get our pride under check. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I want to tell you that you know, a lot of people have a problem with this because they, they feel like that there, it's a necessity for them to be proud in order for them to uh, carry themselves. But I want to tell you today that I believe that there is a, uh, you know, there is a respect that you have for yourself and humanity and a respect that you have for yourself as an individual. We talked uh, a few weeks ago, we was talking about coming to church and, you know, I like to come to church and dress up and, and put on my tie because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I have respect for God. But you know, this tie today is not an element of pride for me. Hallelujah, it doesn't elevate me at all. It's something I'm wearing and respect respect to the Lord, but a proud look, hallelujah, a pride, a, a pride that gets a hold of you that says, oh, you're all right. So don't worry. You don't have to listen to the preacher and, and you can, you're not worried about what the, uh, the preacher might say because it doesn't apply to you anyway. I just want to tell you that pride will go forth and destroy you. Hallelujah. I know that in the building that uh, in, in a group of people, this large and as large as we've been preaching to over the last two to three weeks, you know, if you look at it collectively, there's probably been in the last three weeks as we preach this message, there's probably been at least 175 different people. And I didn't do the statistics, but that's pretty close. 175 different people in this room that have listened to this message. And as we go forth in that message, I know that there are people here that, that you know, that have a propensity to follow into a certain trap. Maybe you don't have a, a propensity to, uh, uh, to have a, uh, uh, you know, strong lust in certain directions and things like this. So if you're not careful, you can take that as a sign that you got everything together. I want to tell you, you better be careful because the very fact that you are, uh, that you glory in that, that you assign that to yourself is a symptom that you have a pride that will set you up for a fall. It will destroy you. Pride goeth before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. God hates pride. A pride, proud look is something that God does not, uh, uh, does not take kindly to. James, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse says, but 
but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking on this pride today, not because of, you know, it just as the last two weeks, I haven't talked about lust and, 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 and the things that lust brings out in your life uh, because necessarily addressing specific problems of individuals. I don't do that. But the Lord has warned me and let me know that we need to be aware of sin as it begins to get a hold of us. And, and just as that person that has this problem that have strong desires that draw them away from the presence of God, God and draw them away from the uh, uh, relationship with God that sets them up for a fall in uh, immorality or, or, or in some type of way that uh, would be uh, easily identified. I want to tell you today, God wants to warn us that if we begin to feel ourselves swelling up and becoming uh, proud of who we are and a pride that's going to take over us, we better find ourselves finding and saying, God, I don't like what I feel. I don't like this thing that's drawing me. I don't like this thing that's distracting me. God, I need you. Hallelujah. Pride will keep you from recognizing your need for God in your life. One of the toughest things, you know, you take an old rank. Hallelujah. See, I'm going to actually, it's going to sound like I'm categorizing things, but you just take an old rank drunk off the street kind of people Brother Russell run into a lot of times in the, in the jail, down on their luck, all got in trouble, just messed up. Everybody, all the world knows their problems. You take them and talk to them, and sometimes it's not hard to get them to recognize that they need something. And you can recommend to them that God is that something that they need. But the proud person don't think they need anything. You know, I've even had them tell me, well, I really don't need as much church as you do. You know, I get along okay. You know, I don't really have any problems in my life, so I'm doing pretty good. But I'm going to tell you, that's a pride that will set you up for a fall. That's a pride that would destroy you. I will tell you, pride goes before destruction even in the way that we deal with our, our children and the way we deal with our families. I know people that have told me, I've had people that have told me, you know, I don't worry about my kids. I trust them because they got the Holy Ghost and, and I could just see the pride all over them. Hallelujah. I thank God that my children's got the Holy Ghost to guide them. Hallelujah. But my humbleness before God says, hey, they're human and I'm going to be praying for them. I'm not going to be haughty and think, oh, they're because they're my children. Oh, my. Because they're mine. Oh, God, I'm going to pray for them. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on my knees. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Give them direction. Oh, Lord. Be with them today. In fact, I'm going to give them instruction when I can. Mine are all grown and, and pretty much past the uh, instruction, but uh, yet still, I'll still give it out when I get an opportunity that says, oh, you better be careful. Don't set yourself up for a fall. I want to tell you, hallelujah, God wants to get a hold of our life. And I will tell you, I don't see how anybody can be proud before God. It brings you to humility when you realize that you're standing before a holy God. Pride goes before destruction. God hates it. Hallelujah. And it'll destroy your life. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Now we, we talked a lot in the last few weeks about lust and we talked this morning about pride. And I want to take you, if you will, with me to the Galatians, the, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. Galatians, the fifth chapter. In Jesus' name, beginning in the 19th verse, Galatians 5 and 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Hallelujah. The works of the flesh are manifest. Hallelujah. Which are these? Hallelujah. Now, if I was telling you today that, you know, the symptoms of a heart attack are manifest. The symptoms of a heart attack are manifest and they're these, you know. And I don't know what they are. Thank God, you know. But we got some people in here who could tell you what the symptoms of a heart attack are because they've had one. They've experienced it. It's been explained to them. I don't even know what they are, but I mean, I know, they're, I know some of them. If your chest is banging real hard, more than likely, you got something going on in there. But the symptoms of sin, the symptoms of sin, hallelujah, are manifest. The works of the flesh, this thing that'll get a hold of you, that'll destroy you. And I, I categorized it very generally today in that there is a filthiness of the flesh. And everybody says, amen. And there is a filthiness of the spirit. And everybody says, oh me, hallelujah. That are symptoms of sin running rampant in your life. Hallelujah. You see, we got these things that draw us away and, 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 and it brings, it conceives. We talked last week about conception. It gets out of control. It's con Hallelujah, that lust gets out of control. That pride gets out of control. That desire, you're driven. And first thing you know, it manifests itself in the works of the flesh and that these, these things. Hallelujah. The, the works of the flesh are manifest in these. Adultery. And everybody, I mean, I, that's, that's something that we all can easily identify very easily, very quickly with adultery. You know, it, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's one of those things that's no question about it. Adultery, the violation of your marriage relationship, the violation of a marriage is, is, is adultery. And, and adultery is rampant in this world. And people that are there not necessarily didn't set out to go there, but they allowed things to happen in their life. They allowed their lust to draw them away. And that lust can conceived and it brought about the work of the flesh, adultery in their life. Pretty easily identified. But oh, you don't see it when it starts to happen. Jesus made it a little stronger. He said, you know, if you take a man's wife, the law says it's adultery, but I say it to you, if you look at her and desire 
you've committed adultery in your heart. I want to go today and tell you that if, and we, you know, so much of the Bible is written in the terms of a man. It says if a man looks on a woman and, and but today I want, they apply in both directions and culture has changed and, 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 uh, and society has changed, but God's laws have not changed. His rules have not changed, but the way we see these things manifest has changed somewhat because we see today that our society says that, uh, uh, you know, things are, are, are done so equally and, and so universally that we have this problem that runs uh, rampant and, and, and sometimes we don't identify it uh, uh, quite as uh, readily. But I want to tell you that today, hallelujah, if you have a desire, hallelujah, to have a relationship with somebody else that, uh, you know, I, want, I want to tell you, Brother Paul, if it's my desire for your wife to like me better than you, I better be careful. I'm setting myself up for adultery. Hallelujah. If it's my desire to, 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 let, to let somebody else in this congregation uh, admire me in such a way that they are, uh, you know, that they have a, they, they, um, they're attracted to me and I set myself up in a relationship, I'm setting myself up to fall and that'll cause sin and it'll create adultery. And I'm telling you, you better recognize it in the very initiation of the act. Hallelujah. There are people, there are very good people that have fallen to sin because they spent too much time in the wrong place with the wrong people and they cultivated a relationship and they were drawn away and they fell into sin. So the very thoughts that begin in your mind using Jesus' extrapolation of the law and using today's thinking, I want to tell you, hallelujah, my God, if, if you're trying to make yourself look fine to everybody else in the world so that they desire you, you're setting yourself up for adultery. Hallelujah. 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 You know, a lot of folks, you know, I've been accused of not having a standard, you know, because I don't get up here and preach on dress length and, 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 and shoe length and all that kind of stuff. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you when you're doing something to make yourself provocative and make yourself attractive and make yourself be desired. And, and if, it, if you are if you, uh, trying to do anything to bring a breach in a marriage relationship, I know people that have interjected themselves in people's marriage in a way, hallelujah, where, they, where the woman in the marriage begins to listen more to another man than she owns or does her own husband. That's adultery at heart. You're causing confusion. You're bringing a division. I want to tell you, you better back off from it because it's sin and sin will not get you into heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sin can never enter there. It's important to know what it is. The works of the flesh are manifest. These adultery. Fornication is the next one that's identified. In, and fornication is any kind of relationship outside of marriage of an intimate nature that, that takes people in. And, and, and I want to tell you, hallelujah, I've known so many young people that have gotten caught up in the trap of sin. They've been drawn away. They've been drawn away and 
And, and I want to tell you, if you've got young girls or young boys today, oh, teach them to dress holy. Teach them to dress upright. Teach them that it ain't, it ain't, uh, it ain't a good thing. Hallelujah. When everybody in the world turns ahead and watches them as they walk down the street. Teach them it's not good for them to attract more attention. Hallelujah. Teach them that, it's a, it, that they want to be chased before God. They want to be chased and they want to be humbled. Hallelujah. And they want to live their life in a way. Hallelujah. That doesn't attract the right attention. The wrong attention, I'm sorry. The wrong attention. Fornication is a manifestation of the works of the flesh. It's a manifestation of what happens. And oh, I want to tell you, you don't have to wait until it's manifested itself to get concerned. You better be concerned. You better be concerned when you see this thing beginning to, to build in you. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, my God, I, I think that it's important enough that people ought to shut down things that become, uh, to begin, become the, be, when it creates a breeding ground or a place uh, where things can cultivate that aren't wrong. Hallelujah. If you find you're having a hard time, hallelujah, in something, you better pray and you better shut that thing down and walk away from it because it'll bring a for sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uncleanliness, you know, this has nothing to do with taking a bath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a seductive spirit that loves to get a hold of churches. I run into it all over the place. A spirit of seduction. I was in a given restaurant one night and walked up to a table and a pastor said something to me. And, and I'm not going to go into details, but he said something to me that when I, I looked at him like, where did that come from? And I immediately identified it did not come from somebody who was speaking out of a heart of love of God, but it came out of a seductive spirit, uncleanliness that gets a hold of people. I want to tell you, if you find your mind always in the gutter, you find yourself always drawn away, thinking about things of filthiness, things, things that are not holy, things that are not uh, like God. If you find yourself, hallelujah, obsessed in, the, in, a, in a thought pattern of uncleanliness, you better understand, hallelujah, that's a symptom that the works of the flesh are taking a place in your life and it'll produce sin and sin will keep you out of heaven. Hallelujah. Uncleanliness, lasciviousness. This is one that's a little hard for us sometimes. We don't understand it. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, if you look at the news, it doesn't take long to find lasciviousness on the rampage today. People, if you go and look in, in, in the dictionary and look at lasciviousness, it's to talk about following after animal-like instincts. Drives that so uh, possess people. And, and if you read uh, much of the news, you'll find, hallelujah, that there are little bitty lives that are being destroyed by people that are driven by lasciviousness. It's a hold of them. And they're so, uh, uh, they're so obsessed that they can't control themselves. And little children are being molested and children are being uh, taken uh, advantage of. Hallelujah. And we step back and wonder why I'll tell you. It's because we've allowed lasciviousness to run rampant in this world around us and it's sin, and it'll create uh, sin, and they'll send people to hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A few weeks ago, I told you, as we was talking about being drawn away, hallelujah, if you got little kids, you better dress them in a way 
Hallelujah, that's not provocative. Hallelujah, that's not attracting attention. It's a shame and disgrace for a little two-year-old girl to be dressed like, I said, a huzzy a couple of weeks ago, and somebody told me I might not should have said that, but it's a shame. It's a shame. Hallelujah. If you're having a hard time understanding what I'm saying, come to me, I'll talk to you privately. Hallelujah. But if you put on that little girl, little halter tops and, and, and things that you don't think a holy person would wear, you better think about it. You're setting that child up to become a victim of somebody's lasciviousness. Hallelujah, because it's rampant in this world. Hallelujah, it's all around. Hallelujah, it's destroying lives every day and it's sin. And our God wants us to identify with it. He wants us to know. He wants us to recognize it. I want to tell you, if you get the least little inkling in your heart, hallelujah, you better shut it down. You better be calling out to God and repenting and saying, God, get a hold of my flesh. Get a hold of my spirit. Lord, control me. Hallelujah. And God will. He'll set you free. Hallelujah, we need to recognize these things. Hallelujah. Idolatry. Hallelujah. Idolatry. You know, I don't think there's anybody in here who's got a golden calf. I got two little copper calves that sit on my dresser, but they're cows to me. And I don't worship them, but I don't think there's anybody in here who got a golden calf you bow down to. But idolatry. Hallelujah, we a lot of people have got idolatry in their life. You know, the program, and I'm not going to preach about this program, but uh, it ought to take you back to think that you're hooked on a program called American Idol. Hallelujah. They're brave enough to put it in the name, Idol, and you get hooked on it. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Darrell, you don't, oh, I watch it. I've seen some of it. Hallelujah. But I don't shut, that, shut down church early so I can run home and, you know, and sit down and, and, and get lost up in who, who's who and all that kind of stuff. Idolatry. Idols are, are manifested all over this world. They're, they're, you got children in your families that know more rock stars. Hallelujah. They, you know, I, I've always been amazed. I'm one of these people, in fact, we were somewhere last night and somebody asked us if we went to the horse park and I said, what was there? And they called somebody's name. It was a gospel singer. I didn't even, I didn't even know enough to know it was a gospel singer, you know, when they said it. And then they named it, the, the third day was another band or something like that were there. And I, I recognized that name. But I'll tell you, if you're so hooked up, I don't care whether they're gospel or not. That you just, that you, that you're just worshiping. You're just giving yourself and you're caught up into and you're hung on and you can't, you can't, uh, you just, you just think, oh, I would just love and I would just get down. I'd just do anything. I'll tell you, if you can't worship God, hallelujah, in the spirit of his holiness, in his presence, God ought to be able to come down in your car and you just feel, hallelujah, him, and you stick your hands up and worship him. There's a lot of idolatry that's going on in churches today as people are worshiping the stars rather than the God. I'm going to tell you, you better find yourself worshiping Jehovah God for his deliverance in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We wrap all this together, you see. Hallelujah. There are too many churches that got a hot looking guitar player or piano player. 
Forgive me for using some of that terminology. That's just a little strong. But people are sitting there in a seductive spirit worshiping them. Hallelujah. That's lasciviousness. Hallelujah. That's fornication. That's adultery. And that's idolatry all wrapped up in one. Hallelujah. I don't care. Hallelujah. If the guitar play ain't got but two strings. Hallelujah. And ain't got but four teeth in his head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he sings, hallelujah, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus in a cracky voice. It ought to stir something down inside you. If it's got to be sensually driven in your life, hallelujah, and you got to think they're cool in order for you to get excited and worship God, you better find yourself on your knees praying, hallelujah, and seeking God and saying, God, there's something got a hold of me. It don't need to have. I need to worship you for who you are, hallelujah. 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 I didn't know this was going here. I thought I'd skip right through that one. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, idolatry has destroyed a lot of people's walk with God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My Lord, praise God. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Witchcraft. Hallelujah. I don't, you know, I don't know nobody in here has got voodoo dolls that you use. Huh? And we identify that kind of stuff with witchcraft. But I want to tell you, witchcraft, hallelujah, hallelujah, is made up of the spirit of manipulation. Hallelujah. And if you're one of these sneaking, conniving people, hallelujah, that you're manipulating your husband or your wife, to get what you want and you're always uh, conspiring and, and, and construing and, 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 and conniving and you're always even in the church if you're out to hallelujah to manipulate things to go the way you want them to go hallelujah I'm going to tell you it's the spirit of witchcraft has got a hold of you and it's a symptom that sin has taken dominion and sin will send you to hell it's important to know it's important to know. Hallelujah. 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 Strife. Mm -mm -mm -mm. One of the things, scriptures that I read in Proverbs said, swift feet that are swift to run the mischief. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask you the question today. Have you ever known anybody that if there was anything going on, they were going to be right in the middle of it. Their middle name was Love Trouble. Hyphenated. Love Trouble. Strife. The desire to be right in the middle of chaos. The desire to be right in the middle of something that, that, that creates division. And, and there's a whole bunch of these scriptures, a whole bunch of these things that are going to sound like they're the same. But I want to tell you, if you've got something that gets a hold of you and you can't wait to find out something bad that you can tell somebody else, so you just love to be able to be the first one to say, hallelujah, did you hear about Brother Darrell? Or did you hear about Brother Harvey? Or did you hear about, hallelujah, I want to tell you, you better get that stuff out of you. Hallelujah. It's a filthiness of the spirit that comes 
comes about because of the works of the flesh. And it'll create sin in your life. And it'll send you to hell. Hallelujah. And you better find yourself repenting of it. Hallelujah. Raising your children, you ought to, hallelujah, be ought to be looking to those little loved ones. Hallelujah. And cultivating in them the absence of strife. The production of love. Hallelujah, I'm going to run on. Hallelujah. Strife, seditions. Hallelujah. Did I, I skipped several. I'm sorry. Hatred. I'm, I just jumped several pages. Hatred. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, hatred can get a hold of your life and it'll destroy you. It'll eat you alive like a cancer. Hallelujah. You may, you, it, it happens. It starts by your pride telling you, they did you wrong, buddy. They didn't, you didn't deserve what you just got. And that may be totally true. That may be totally true. You need to get even with them. You all never have nothing else to do with them. In fact, you ought to tell all your friends never to have anything else to do with them. The first thing you know, you find yourself so full of hatred in your life. It's got a hold of you and you find yourself just being eat up inside. I want to tell you, it's sin and it'll bring forth death. It'll bring destruction in your life. It'll send you to hell. You can't get into heaven with hatred in your life. It's a work of the flesh. It'll get a hold of you. It'll destroy you. Hallelujah. If you see the sign of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you find yourself disliking somebody enough that you avoid looking at them or shaking hands with them, you better be careful. Hallelujah. You have hatred in your life. Hallelujah. It'll destroy you. It'll send you to hell. Hallelujah. Variance. Variance. Hallelujah. I got to be careful with this one. Change. A desire to say it, see it different. Hallelujah. There are people that just cannot accept truth as truth. They got to they gotta see it just a little bit differently so they can, they can twist it to fit them. Variance. Everything's got, oh, it, it, things ain't like they used to be. You know, I want to tell you, you could get caught up in that whole desire to understand that things ain't like they once been so much and it'll get a hold of you. Hallelujah. And you'll think, hallelujah, that God has changed and God's opinion of sin has changed. Hallelujah. God is still the same and He don't vary at all. Hallelujah. There is no variance in God. Sin is sin and God is coming back after a church without spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing and he'll keep you hallelujah out of heaven if you have sin there yeah. hallelujah and to be up and say well oh my times are different now God's going to understand hallelujah hallelujah variance variance hallelujah hallelujah emulation, emulation has to do with jealousy jealousy a jealousy that gets a hold of you that begins to destroy you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Paul, you sung a few more times than I did this morning. I'm so jealous. You know? It'll destroy you. That'll tear you up. Why did God bless you with such a good, solid voice and I got this old croaking one? Jealousy. 
Huh? Did you see so-and-so this morning? They stood up. They seemed like they got such a blessing. Wonder what happened to me. Jealousy. Jealousy. Hallelujah. Emulation. Hallelujah. It'll destroy you. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, it, when you see somebody else getting a blessing, you see somebody else blessed of the blessings of God, you see God pouring out His Spirit on somebody else. Hallelujah. It ought to make you so proud and so happy and so joyful. Hallelujah. That God is working. Hallelujah. And you ought to not have any jealousy there that'll get a hold of you. Hallelujah. 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 Wrath. Wrath. Hallelujah. You know why? Wrath can get a hold of you and make you become violent, destructive, and out of control. Hallelujah. I remember one time having an incident in my life where I became so angry that I lost control and I broke something. That's enough all you need to know. You don't even need to know what caused it. And you don't need to know what I broke. But I had wrath that got a hold of me, a rage. And I realized that if I was going to survive in my life, I had to get that rage and that wrath under control. I found myself crying. I was a teenager. Hallelujah. I think I was 19, 20 years old. I found myself crying saying, God, I want to live in the fear that this thing's going to get a hold of me and cause me to hurt someone or something. I need you to help me conquer that wrath in my life. You see, hallelujah, I could pass it off as a pain attitude. I could pass it off as a male thing. I could pass it off as being a young person. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, God helped me to realize, hallelujah, that it was wrath in my life. It was something that got a hold of me and caused me, hallelujah, to lose control. Hallelujah. And it would produce sin. And God didn't help me conquer that thing. I might leave somebody that looked at me wrong, laying dead. I might hurt one of my children in a moment of anger. I might hurt my wife in a fit of anger because wrath was running rampant in me. And I said, oh God, I don't need this. Bring it under control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, that's serious enough. You better realize it. You better recognize it. You better, you better understand it's sin. It's the works of the flesh. It's allowing your flesh to get away. It, with, it drawing you away. And it'll produce sin. And sin will produce death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody in Jesus. Hallelujah. Strife. Strife. I've already talked about that, I, I think. Sedition. Sedition. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sedition as it gets a hold of people. Begins to make them to sneak and connive and plot and plan and work a work to destroy and bring division and destruction. And I don't care 
if it's got a hold of you and you're out to destroy, hallelujah, the church, somebody's marriage, somebody's relationship, somebody's uh, respect for their family, hallelujah, sedition is a strong, strong symptom that sin is running rampant in your life. Hallelujah. And you better get a hold of it and you better let God help you get a hold of it and repent because sin will send you to hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heresies. Hallelujah. Heresies is those collective gatherings, almost as kin to sedition in a way. It's that collection of people that gets together and, and begin to uh, become a heretic, become to uh, 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 create a, a disunion and, and, and begin to sow contention and, and begin to try to uh, uh, bring about uh, 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 something, a uh, uh, discontent. Hallelujah. I thank God the only time we've ever had anybody that was trying to be a heretic in this church Hallelujah. You recognized them. And God put them out of the way. Hallelujah. And I believe he does that. I've got confidence in it. Hallelujah. And I will tell you, but you better be careful. Hallelujah. You don't need to be meddling in other people's families and creating problems and, and, and sneaking and conniving. and trying. It's heresy. And if it gets a hold of you, it'll destroy you and it'll bring sin in your life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let me go back to the scripture. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, simulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envying. Hallelujah. Oh, we've become so envious. Wonder why they can have it and I can't. Wonder why they get by with it and I don't. Where did I go wrong? Indian, hallelujah. Murders, murders, murders. Jesus told him, said, if you hate your brother, you're murdering your heart. Hallelujah. I, I actually heard a story the other day of some church person who said they hated somebody else in the church. They wish they'd die. I want to tell you, that's hatred and murder. Hallelujah. It wasn't in this church, praise God. Praise God. But I want to tell you, that doesn't belong in the kingdom of God. And you see any of these symptoms, any of these signs, hallelujah. You better be saying, God, hallelujah, the flesh has got a hold of me. The filthiness of the flesh, the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, hallelujah. Drunkenness, hallelujah, drunkenness, reveling and such like, hallelujah. Drunkling. Reveling and such like. Now, reveling, I know that's one of those things that, that, uh, that we don't, uh, you know, a lot of folks will say that's a ball game or, or, or that's a, uh, a youth rally or that's a, you know, you can attribute it to most anything. Hallelujah. But reveling, hallelujah, is when you get out there and you're just carousing around. You're just, uh, you're just, you're just footloose and fancy free, don't have any restraint on your life whatsoever. If you feel that way, and I'll tell you, it's got a hold of a lot of people. Hallelujah. A lot of people have taken the scriptures that says that he that the Son is set free is free indeed, and they've turned themselves loose. They're carousing. I can do anything I want to. Yes, you can. And it's carousing. Hallelujah. I'm not under the law. No, you're not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'm under grace. Absolutely. But carousing is sin. Carousing is the work of the flesh. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, if you feel yourself totally unrestrained, hallelujah, the Spirit has no dominion over you, and it's the works of the flesh. And it brings forth sin. And sin will bring forth death. Hallelujah. Now, hallelujah. I know I've run out of time again today. But God wants us to recognize these things. Hallelujah. And he's faithful enough. Hallelujah. That he's given us the symptoms. He's given us the signs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, there's one more message in this, in, this, in this study, and don't stay home next week because of it. Hallelujah. But a lot of us don't understand what death is. And I ain't got time to preach it today. But this death that sin brings back don't mean that Brother Jimmy's going to come pick you up. Hallelujah. It means ain't nothing going to pick you up. Hallelujah. Death, spiritual death. There's a lot of people walking around today spiritually dead because they didn't recognize the symptoms of sin, the works and the manifestations of the flesh. And first thing you know, the life is choked out of them. But today God, hallelujah, wants his people to understand and recognize. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I promise you. Hallelujah, you should have been here last Sunday night. If you want a shouting message, hallelujah. I preached about dying last Sunday night. Praise God. I preached about shedding this old body of corruption to, for incorruption. Hallelujah. I preached about, hallelujah, that we all, I, my God, and I want to get us ready. I want the Lord, hallelujah, to get us ready. I think these messages, the Lord is sending a warning. I have had a stirring in my heart in the last few weeks, hallelujah, that God, hallelujah, wants to prepare a church in a special way, hallelujah, to understand the things and the dangers of sin around us. Sin has crept in. Hallelujah. Brother J.T. Payne used to tell us, I think it was Brother J.T. that preached this sermon and talked about it. And I've seen it done. You can take a frog, you can put him in a pot of boiling water, and he'll jump out. You can take that same frog and put it in a pot of cold water and turn the heat on it, and it will begin to boil and that frog can literally get to the point where you can pull his skin off alive. And he'll sit there and be boiled alive. Sin is like that. Hallelujah. We become desensitized over time. Satan don't care. But Paul, he ain't going to tempt you to go out today. And, and, and I don't care how, how hard this message is. He ain't going to tempt you to go out today and get drunk. And, and, and no, that ain't what he's going to do. He's going to come up. No. That just wasn't quite what I wanted to hear today. He's going to get a hold of you. He's going to draw you away. He wants to draw you away. He wants to just creep into your life. And first thing you know, you, you, you don't have any joy anymore. You don't have any peace anymore. 
You, you're, you're, you, you just don't, you know, I've had people tell me, I just don't feel like I used to feel in church. Oh God, it ain't that God has changed. It ain't that church has changed. You've let sin choke the life out of you. You've let sin choke the very joy of the Holy Ghost out of you. You've let sin get a hold of you and you're dying spiritually because you let it creep into your life. Hallelujah. Sins when it's finished bring forth death. Hallelujah. But today, hallelujah, the gift of God is eternal life.